Welcome into the Grasscutter Social Club, a social club for the everyman. If you've ever wondered what three average guys and maybe that other random dude are buzzing about after the lawns are all mowed, this is the spot for you. Now here are your hosts, Branko, Burl, and Ron. Episode two, here we go, boys. We got everybody back. We got Ron, we got Branco, and joining us tonight, our first inductee to the Grasscutter Social Club. We got Big Logan Duke joining us tonight. How is everybody doing? Real swell. Good to be back on again with you, fellas. Yeah, and Logan, thank, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I feel I feel pretty excited. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Ron, what was uh, what was on the menu tonight? I'm always curious what Ron's cooking up. Oh. Um, I had, I, we had some, uh, some wraps. I had a steak in the freezer, little freezer burned. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> time to get just, it out there. So just the time yeah. to use it. Yeah. Kids, did, kids didn't eat any of it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic cheese string night, eh? No. And Brank's buddy, yeah. hockey's all wrapped yep. up. I got, we got just one more All game. the more time for golf now game on thursday for this round robin we got going and then who knows what happens after that but uh the tuesday hockey's done so that's good i'm happy to be done with it yeah i'm ready to turn the leaf over and, and start start thinking about golfing it was super warm here the other day so i got out to the driving range uh over lunch hour are the courses uh are the courses gonna open up soon yeah everything's opening up there's a bunch in burlington that have been open since last week i think since thursday and then yeah pretty much every golf course is open or opening this week that's real nice branks that's awesome buddy logan man you said you were uh you said you were going to the cottage everything's in one piece we uh yeah we survived and somehow a couple more trees down uh obviously the weather has been pretty wild Mm. past two springs but uh yeah nice to get up there obviously nice to feel that sunshine and like you say, Branks, I'm really looking forward to get outside. Enjoy some of that golf and baseball. It's uh it's it's dog shit season, boys. You see how much dog shit is out there. <laughs> it my deck is embarrassing. My deck is embarrassing. I'm gonna have to pressure wash that thing down. Look like Logan, you know Theo's been having issues with his legs, right? So like Megan and I stopped really push him down the stairs to to do his business and we just kind of let him of course let him I mean, party hardy no, just let him go where he's got to go and it's nice now because he wants to go down now that he can do the stairs now that they're cleared off a little bit but man what uncovered on that deck over the last week was not <laughs> right, it was uh it was a bad situation like what gets me is the people that like bag it like the the, the poop is in the bag and it's just left discarded in the park. Like we went after dinner, we went to the park, just, you know, it's dry enough. The kids are playing, having a good time. And I counted like six or seven bags of dog shit, like in, in the bags. That I'm, sure. Just, anyway. I'm sure. The other thing that boggles me is so badly for the park guys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you guys have seen it. The park bins that have hundreds of pounds of bags in them. It's just like, Oh my God, how do they deal with this? They'd have to almost come in with a crane to lift the thing out of the bin because it's got to weigh hundreds of pounds after a winter of sitting there. <laughs> yeah. But this is a disgusting way to start this. <laughs> it's, it's only good. a matter it's of time until we got to this. Show. People are people are gonna tune in and be like, "Oh, super excited, super excited." Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about dog <laughs> shit and how much it weighs. Logan, first guest. I don't like it. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you guys see the Masters when that tree came down? How close it was to killing like six people. Yeah. Like speaking of trees coming down, we had a few come down in my neighborhood, but like that thing almost murdered some people. Yeah, it's crazy, and the weather wasn't even that bad. Yeah, it wasn't even bad at that moment when it fell down. It, oh. it must have been just like a gust, and it just they and they have so many trees there. Like they have so many that they've planted over the years. Like it's a it's a minor miracle. It's a miracle. And we were we, we were talking Honestly, about honestly, it is, and like one. Person... Yeah, we were talking about the other thread. Like you kind of almost wanted to get it a little bit hurt, so, so you could just gouge them for a bunch of those those badges that they don't have anymore. <laughs> so what, how weird. much, like, what What sort of an injury would you take for lifetime master's tickets? You losing a leg, Branks? 
Oh my god, I I take a lot <laughs> for lifetime. Oh my god, you go you go for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I would take two broke. <laughs> I would take two broken legs for sure uh, <laughs> as a start because I know they'd heal up. Probably not the oh. same way that that I kind of originally had them. You gotta but still be good enough to do stuff. But man, that would be sweet. You know, I'd gouge them for free, like pimento cheese sandwiches for life, like as much <laughs> as you can, really. Get some merch thrown in, too. Oh, God. Did you, I don't know if it was our thread or one of the other threads, but I saw a tweet and they apparently do, I think it was like $70 million for the seven days or something like that, or $7 million, like an absurd amount of money gets 70, 70 sounds about right. Of, of merch so it's like they were breaking it down by like yeah i think it was it was 70 yeah ranks. like just absolutely crazy and apparently <clears throat> you can like if you buy stuff and don't want to like have to haul it with you during the down during the round they have like it set up so you can just have it shipped so whatever yeah. you buy you just say like this is where i live like just ship it there and then they just whatever you picked out gets put in a box and sent and apparently it's like super well run like all your stuff comes on time like yeah like they're just yeah, it's just made to like for you to spend thousands of dollars on on stuff you can't get. Just a else. loose flowing of money, man. The money is just coming in. They're just pulling it in, trawling the ocean, man. It's just, it's <laughs> incredible. And I mean, I would, I think I would be there doing the yeah. same thing. I, I saw all those people lined up. It's like if you're there, you get the opportunity to go. You're gonna want to buy some swag, right? It's like, oh, this is overpriced. Doesn't matter. Like, ring it up. <laughs> Can't can't help yourself, Ron. You'll like this. The financial side. There's a tax exemption, and you'll really like this because um, if you live on the course, you you have the exemption to rent your house for the two weeks leading up to the Masters and till the end of it, and you can rent your house for like they're renting it for thirty thousand a day to people coming in from out of town, and they don't have to pay a dime of tax on it. All pure profit. All these people that don't need the money are just free and clear to make as much money as they want all around the masters. Just yeah. rubbing those greasy palms together. But then you have to live together. in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. You have to live in Augusta, Georgia. It's not <laughs> like, like one day a year you get to make 30 K and the rest of your life sucks. <laughs> yeah. Living, living on, uh, on the course. How bad, how bad is it? Tell me more. I want to hear this. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody lives on the course. Ryan, nobody lives on the course. It's probably like in the surrounding area. The course is like, like on on its own like there's no houses on the golf course or around it because the only thing that's around it is another golf course like augusta country club which is like adjacent but the rest is like on the other side of the road or whatever it's yeah there's nothing on there (laughs) and if they had a chance they probably tore it down already this actually you know what this leans into our first uh our first topic for tonight so what i was proposing was is the end of march and the month of April, the best time of the year to watch sports and be a sports fan. So let me run down some examples. You got March Madness wrapping up, which I actually watched some of the women's tournament and I watched that women's final. It was great. Um, not only the men's final. And then uh, you've got the wrap up of the NHL season, the NBA season. Everybody's tr- making that charge for the playoffs. You've got Major League Baseball starting up. I was watching some Six Nations rugby. I was talking to Ron about that a few weeks ago. Um, start at F1. Like, there is just so much going on. You can literally consume sports at all times. Is this the best time of year to, to be a sports fan? It's my favorite for sure. I mean, just baseball season, spring. I mean, that Masters tournament, not to go back to the Masters right away, but my God, that was so sweet. Just every every challenge. On a golf course, they had it. And just the start of baseball, the new baseball rules. I know that's one thing we wanted to talk, about, talk a little bit about, too. Like, I am i don't know how many games you guys have watched, but they are just a treat. Like, there's that Miami Marlins game that was done in under two hours the other day. Like, it's just, I don't know. I love all Con- the Consuming two in a night. I agree with you. Consuming two in a night is just, yeah, it, like you said. A real treat. Like I was wondering about with those rule changes too, like 
they're the they apply to the playoffs too, right? Like that's my understanding. I, I think so. There's yeah. no yeah. difference in the playoffs. Yeah, that's my understanding too. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a thing today, just a little tidbit. I don't know if you that Milwaukee's extended the sale of their beer prices at their stadium for baseball. Sorry, not the beer prices, the innings that they'll sell the beer. So usually you would stop at the seventh inning stretch and they're pushing it now, I think, till the end of the eighth. And it's it's directly coincided with the That's fact sweet. that games are shorter and they want to they want to make more money so, milwaukee's a which is really interesting so because that was always a sorry milwaukee's a beer town so those people are going to just love getting that extra extra little in them absolutely um have you guys been watching much nhl like uh the playoffs are coming up who are you thinking for the stanley cup i mean the bruins like man they just set Looking that record really for most wins, um, I'm not sure which team they beat um, or who they pass as the most wins ever in a season. But I, what they get 63. I was just thinking to myself, like, man, some of those other teams. Like I think of that Red Wings team in the 90s. Like just, I don't know. I I, I mean, you know me. I haven't watched too much hockey, but, I, and I don't know the last time. Oh, you guys would know off the top of your head, but the last time a President's Cup winner won the Stanley Cup, I think it's been a long time. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, that 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 distinction is a bit of a burden. Having like won the most games that yeah. don't count in the end, like they count for you making the playoffs, but they don't count for you in the playoffs at all, and it just adds more pressure. I feel like having done so well, Boston, I feel like has all the pressure now. To, to keep it rolling but at the same time who's going to beat them four out of seven games right that's going to be one hell of a one hell of a challenge um but to, just to bring it back to what you were saying ryan it's just an amazing time of year for for sports because you get the nba nhl uh playoffs you get baseball kicking into gear and then yeah you get masters always in april like mid-april which kind of is like for you know the casual golf fan, the kickoff of the the golf season, you know, like the the first really big important tournament, and yeah, it's just from here to like basically mid June, late June is just so many important big games. I remember when I was younger, and I don't know if you guys <clears throat> would do the same, but I just remember getting home from like either partying or being out and just turning on highlights, and it was just you know you're just swimming in it because there's just so much good highlights. Um, and that's sort of like what I always associate with this time of year. I do find there's that, uh, like you said, with the highlights, there is that dead zone of summer where it's just baseball. And it's not that I don't love watching baseball, but you do look for a little bit more. And the only other time of year I can think of, uh, my buddy down the street suggested, he, he was saying October, November. Uh, because start of hockey season, start of NL or NBA, and then mm -hmm. you've got the Major League Baseball playoffs. You still got um, some football for for, but I I don't know if it holds a candle to this time of year. I mean, I get that having NFL is a nice, that's a real nice treat, but I, yeah, I'd like I to love, add too. Love, love. I'd like to add too year. that like, yeah, I was thinking about that myself. Like the fall is really good. The only issue with the fall is that, like, you know, some shitty months are coming ahead where this is, like, it's April. Like, not only are you getting, like, the cream of the crop of the sports, but you yourself are able to, like, go outside and do stuff. And, like, it's just getting better and better and you're getting in the swing of the warm weather. It just, it, it's so nice. Like, patios are starting to open up. I saw a couple of patios opening here in, in Hamilton. And it, it's just so much more hopeful, whereas, like, the fall, you're, like, yeah, I got great sports, but man, it's gonna get cold and shitty real soon. Yeah. So that that's that's my distinction for the for the spring versus fall. Branks, sports. I agree with that hundred percent and I was just gonna kinda bring that up as well. There's something about opening day in the major league baseball that just it's nice, right? It's that first scent of spring and then you've got Ryan, as you said, all these other sports kinda coming together on top of that. And yeah, it's just hope for summer hope for you know a new season with that plus all these other seasons wrapping up and it is it's so exciting to have three of the major sports just going at full tilt it's great the other thing i love is kind of like what branco said like 
it because it's spring it's adding to gearing up for summer right like i don't know about you ron but i dragged the grill out the other day and i'm so excited to cook just oh. just some stock standard <laughs> dogs on the grill right like which is so baseball right dogs on the grill or or burgers or something greasy at the park and then like i did the other day and i thought i'm i'm losing it but i was in the shower the other day practicing my golf swing and like how to position my hands and i was like this is bananas i think i'm going crazy like this is not the time for this as i'm you know in the shower so just wasting time just <laughs> Just wasting just grabbing time. your rod. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- practicing my grips, I guess. Eh? Uh, but, but yeah, I love what Branco said. How it like it gears you up to get excited for your own summer. And like, I think having our own kids play sports, it'll just add another aspect to it too, right? Like, um, are the girls doing t-ball this summer, Ron? Uh, not t-ball. We're gonna full steam ahead with the swimming, and okay. I, I'm. We're we're in negotiations for maybe some karate or something like that. So, speak. I love it. Well, all right, guys. I think I think we're gonna throw to our first commercial break. If everybody's cool with that, anybody got anything to add before we do that? Not I. Are you one of those lucky few people who get to hit the alarm clock snooze endlessly, not getting up and getting your day started? Do you wish you could jump out of bed, work out, and get some stuff done? Be productive, maybe? Well, do we have a solution for you? It's time to rent a kid. These little gremlins will wreak havoc all over your home until you're forced to spring out of bed and stop them from destroying all of your valuables. Try it for a week or two, build a new routine, and all of a sudden, your life and mornings will change for the better. After your rent-a-kid term is up, you'll be springing out of bed at any creek, crack, or noise. In fact, you'll probably never sleep soundly again. So rent a kid and get your morning routine started like you've been shot out of a cannon. All right, guys, we're back. And and we are going to get right into it. We talked last episode about a three or four day weekend, uh, getting away with the guys and, and having a time and squeezing squeezing as much juice out of that time with our buddies as we can before the dad guilt or the or the home the homesickness catches up to you and you got to get back to life regular life um so guys what what are we doing what do we think we want to if we could squeeze that juice as soon as we can what are we thinking what are we i got for? i got a suggestion and this this kind of our, our good friend Davey B, I know this would be near and dear to his heart, but <laughs> a, a minor league baseball road trip would just, I think, and I had kind of a team in mind, Toledo Mudheads, just Toledo, Ohio. You know, it's you, you can drive down there. You can make it down if you want, you know, and they've got – just an incredible stadium down there that I read about on Wikipedia. It's right in the middle of their, their town. The home run porch is called the roost. (laughs) And of course on a trip like this, you know, golf can't be too far away. I think you could squeeze in a, like a Saturday golf in the morning, maybe a minor league game at night. And just thinking about some of our past trips down there and baseball games. Like, I don't know about you guys. I just feel like, Baseball is like one of the greatest ways to kind of experience America. Like it, it, it really is the best and brings out the best of America. I can think of lots of games where we sat in the stands and, and kind of mucked it up with other fans and just enjoyed ballpark fair, like nothing finer than that. So that came to mind as a, a nice little tidy little trip for the boys. Toledo, Toledo, it's Ohio. Is That's that what right. you said? Oh man, I've I've never been to Ohio, so I think that's uh that's a worthy candidate. Branco, buddy, did you uh come up with any thoughts on this? I mean, for for me, it's it always, uh, especially in the last few years, is always my mind is always on golf, and you know I'm always looking at golf courses that I could like kind of package together in a neat three four day weekend where you could get you know 
36, 45 holes uh, packed in. So a uh, place I was looking at recently was like Pittsburgh. It's like just four or five hours away. It has tons of stuff. I think there's a pretty good art scene there. They've got lots of sports and then lots of golf in the surrounding area. So that was a place I thought for a trip it would just be perfect because you could just do lots of different things. But most of all, golf uh, for for me. But you know, uh, I've also I've also heard that the I've never been there to watch sports. I've just driven through a few times. But it's so beautiful because it, it, you kind of come out of the tunnel there, and they've got a few bridges, and you can just see the city, and it's it's quite beautiful. Like it, I think it's quite underrated, or it seems quite underrated. I want to experience it. So that, that that's a place I thought of, and then. Uh, Detroit is another one I've heard a lot of good things about, even though it gets kind of a knock for for being a little uh, broken down and uh, not that exciting. But that's another place where it, it has a lot of good golf and, and a lot of good things to do. We're all we're all a little broken down. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I just like like Ron <laughs> says, there's just so many, especially for us, like living so close to the United States. There's there's lots of places in the United States we haven't experienced, and you know, doing a you know, a triple A team, double A team or whatever, and just experience that experiencing a town that like, you know, probably a lot of the economy is blue collar work and then the baseball team and probably they all show up and they probably get a really good turnout. Um and, and to just see those people like experiencing like their hometown team, which is like a feeder for, you know, a major league baseball team would be kind of fun. And it's always interesting. It's such such a cultural uh it's a bit of a culture shock because people like live a little bit differently but you're experiencing this thing that everybody knows um so yeah i i i kind of see see it with ron that way too um it, it's fun to do these little uh little getaways to random cities in the united states you've never been to hmm. franco google tells me oakmont country club which i believe is hosted yeah U.S. Open. I think probably the most, or pretty pretty well. It's like fifteen minutes from fifteen minutes from Pittsburgh. Not that we could ever stay there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a few there's a few there private ones. Yeah, <laughs> we could drive by and take buy some merch. Get we could get some merch. <laughs> I mean, that's that's been sort of like another crusade of mine. In in addition to this, is like not only am I looking at places to go play golf, but also how <laughs> how I'm gonna get my way onto these private golf courses that I have no connections to. <laughs> uh, so that, that that that's a part of the the challenge because uh, the, there's a lot of great golf courses in the states, but there's a great many of them that are all private. So. Uh, we're gonna have to start making some friends or pretending we know things we don't to try to uh, get our way in. One of us has to become a writer or at least start pretending to be a writer, and then you fire off some emails and say you're writing a book about you know historic golf courses or golf courses in the state of Pennsylvania, whatever you want to do, right? And then you just you know send out some emails and, and see see what they're saying. I you know odds you are think a odds, podcast would work. I mean. Maybe <laughs> it's worth a shot. What's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say no, right? So I think that's a great idea. <laughs> they probably get thousands of emails every year. Idiots trying to do that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to build up a little bit of a name for yourself. Maybe attach yourself to a newspaper, some kind of, you know, major broadcasting corporation. But yeah, it's a little bit of work. <laughs> Logan, buddy, we put you on the spot a little bit today because this one might take a little planning. But did you have any thoughts on, uh, mm. on where you might want to go? I'd love to just piggyback onto um, both these guys because obviously I love both those ideas. Uh, the the tri- the AAA baseball is, I mean, something that we were so fortunate to have for a short period of time in Ottawa, and obviously I think we all really miss that. Uh, just getting being able to see really good baseball uh, for super cheap, you know, basically right down the street, right? And uh, to go see it in the states where there is passion, and you know, this is sometimes the only venue in town. It's just, it sounds like a great time. And being able to drive there, of course, I think moving forward, that really uh, speaks to to a lot of people, right? As far as okay, we can do this, we can get two cars, we can rent a van, whatever we want to do, right? We can, we can just, we can get there. And, uh, 
and really do some stuff. And yeah, if you throw the golf clubs in the in the back, you've you've got your Saturday morning kind of etched out. And there's think, a blueprint for it. <laughs> I mean, moving forward, just any of these trips, whatever they are, however we're going to do them, organize them. Uh, I think they're really they become more special, right? Because it's not like before when we were younger and. You could just say, oh, let's, you know, plan to do this next weekend or in a couple of weeks. It, it takes that extra planning and it takes a commitment. And uh, I think we all know how much work goes into that. And it's uh, it's super fun. I'm excited to be hopefully part of some of them mm-hmm. as they come along. Get a little get a little Logan playlist along the way for sure. Oh, Ron, man. I, uh, I was thinking of just a random side note for the ball party this year. I might have to reach out because my. My playlist resources seem to be coming, becoming tapped out. So I might ask for some help with some guys. <laughs> I know Craner. I know Craner could could pop a few tunes on uh, on whatever playlist you need. He's always good for a good playlist. Absolutely. I usually hit him up actually for some for some help sometimes. Some so. suggestions. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, do you need me to burn you some CD-ROMs? Is that what you're asking for? Like, I'm, I don't understand what the issue is. Compact discs. Do we even have players in any of our vehicles for these uh, compact you just discs? Buy me the C- you just buy me the CD-RWs and I'll burn whatever you want out of there, Logan. You give me that big 130 pack or whatever they come in and I'll send you over a couple songs and you make me some CDs. That's exactly what I want. No, I was thinking yeah. <laughs> just more along yeah. the line, like I've tapped out all my my you know old playlists that i've filtered through and and tried to to please everyone with different songs and i'm i'm really scraping the barrel there's there's a lot out there of course i'm just being silly it's always a nice menage a nice little mix-up i love it (laughs) i appreciate it i'm piggyback i'm like logan i'm piggybacking uh but i'm thinking along the lines of ron Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna preamble this with i I love going on a trip and experiencing something that's a little different that surprises you. And I always find those experiences to be really, really memorable. And those are typically the ones that you talk about the most, especially when telling people about the trips that we've been on. So I'm going off of Ron's America theme and I'm taking us to New Hampshire, guys, New Hampshire for the the Crayon 300 NASCAR series race on July 16th. And the nice part about the nice part about this NASCAR race is it's a Sunday afternoon. So from three to five thirty, you got your NASCAR race on Sunday. <laughs> but on Friday and Saturday night is the Toronto Blue Jays double A affiliate in uh, oh my goodness, I'm gonna forget the name of the town that it's in. Just twenty minutes up the road, the Fisher Cats have a Friday, Saturday night doubleheader. And we can golf. There's golf for the days. There's baseball Friday, Saturday night, and a NASCAR <laughs> race on Sunday. And July 14th, 15th, 16th, guys, let's mark it off and let's go. It's 60 bucks. It's only 60 bucks to go to this NASCAR race. It's a short track. You can see them cruise in the same circle for three hours, uh, slug some light beers, <laughs> and Think about how many hot dogs we could eat on Friday and Saturday night. Like the poor woman that would have to clean our hotel room Sunday morning. (laughs) It would just be in shambles. But yeah, I was thinking all America. And I was thinking racing and NASCAR and baseball and golf. And I'm, I was, I, the closest track to New Hampshire's five hours from Ottawa and like three and a half hours from Toronto. So we can all, congregate there without any issues i didn't know nascar came that far north like (laughs) does that that has to be obviously the closest to us but like i would do you even know bro like where the nearest one other than that would be if you had to go somewhere no no no. there's that one and then there's another one in new york state i think uh but it's a road track it's sort of like uh like a circuit track it's the one of the few um actual like not ovals that they do um but yeah i I, i've always thought that if you wanted to experience america outside of a baseball game i think nascar is just about that sweet spot where you're really gonna see the heart of america at at a nascar race which 
I'm, I mean, you're <laughs> going to see things that you've never seen. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I just think like the preamble leading up to the race, like you'd have hours before that three o'clock green flag drops. And then yeah, it would just be such an experience. And as long as we got a couple drivers to take us home, we could all be poured into bed. We could all be poured into bed by like 10 o'clock Saturday or Sunday night. And, <laughs> you know, semi ready for work on Monday. I just felt like, whew, that's a real sweet. Yeah, I just, I just looked, sorry, for, for, <laughs> for reference. I think New Hampshire is probably the most noted, but there's also Watkins Glen, which is like uh, upstate New York, but like on the southern like kind of border with uh, Pennsylvania. That's another one that we could probably go to. There's also Michigan International Speedway, which is probably, you know, also far north. And then the other one, the one that I was thinking of, I thought it was more north, is <laughs> the Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania. And the only reason I know about that one is because they call that one the tricky triangle. Um, <laughs> and it's the tricky triangle. It's just a ra- it's a random fact that I know about the Pocono. I love it. But, uh, that one's I think in Harrisburg or so- yeah somewhere somewhere on that I eighty one going south. So, um, but yeah, that would, I mean I think that would be a fun one to like a one off. I would definitely want to do just that's that's like blue collar america man just watching cars go in a circle as fast as humanly goddamn possible um and just drink just drinking natty lights and just yeah you know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so i took i took watkins glen off because watkins glen is that road track i was just oh, okay. telling you about. Okay. so there's like actual actual left and right turns on that track and then the michigan motor speedway it's a big and that that track is gigantic yeah is that a uh, 500, 600? A little, a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So so this track is just nice and short. You can actually see the cars the whole loop around. And uh, But yeah, I, I just thought like, holy smokes, what a way to experience America. Some double A Blue Jays baseball. Uh, but it's the, what are they? The Fisher Cats. And then some golf. Yeah, the Nat in New Hampshire. Yeah. Fisher. And then some golf and some NASCAR racing all packed into one one weekend um so yeah dub if you're listening start organizing buddy july july 14 15 16 comes up real fast man so i'm in on all of these honestly <laughs> the, like <laughs> all these trips are just great uh, sign me up please yeah yeah we got to get something organized uh asap but uh yeah guys i think we're gonna let's throw to our our next commercial commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages from uh from our advertisers ladies and gentlemen just a quick one here guys if you're liking what you're hearing and enjoying our podcast hit that share button and send it over to a friend of yours see if they like it too leave us a short review before the end of the episode we have some more exciting projects dropping in may stay tuned here at the pod or check out our instagram at grasscutter social club for more now back to the boys to wrap this thing up. All right, guys, we're back and we're going to talk about what you can't resist, what you have to put in your face hole when you are feeling a little peckish, to say the least, after, you know, some a night of baseball with the boys, or maybe you did some late night, uh, a late night bucket of balls at the range and you come home and you are hankering. So, what is it that is going to satiate that craving? What can you not help yourself when you open that glowing fridge door <laughs> and you see that light at the back? Well, what are we reaching for? It really depends. Yeah, it, re- it really depends on like <laughs> on that what note. The activity is and how much how much how much you exerted yourself. Uh, but ultimately, like you have to take a stock of what you potentially have at home before you make the decision because. I find, and I always have a conversation with the guys that I drive to hop back and forth from hockey, you know, we're always talking about what we want at that moment. And like, you know, it's either leftovers that you made from dinner that you're going to like just throw down or like, are you going to go and get something or order something? That's always a part of my uh, equation or part of my thought process because, you know, late night McDonald's always, always solid choice. 
but then yeah like you know when you get home and you're just trying to put stuff together i i, I tend to like things like uh cereal uh if i'm trying not to put too much back i know that sounds lame but i hate going to bed on like a super full stomach but uh, i always find that some cereal ties me over or i'll just get right into it and just make like you know whatever's in my fridge uh, i'll make like eggs or a sandwich with with chips or something like that like anything that's at my disposal i'll make at that moment but my mind tends to go to to ordering first and then making it's, second so uh no, I, I was just gonna go say ahead, i had the same thought it, it's the fridge factor right like what <laughs> what is in the fridge at home and how good is it and how easy is it and that's i don't know that's kind of the biggest factor if you're making a stop or not i mean the other, the other yeah and then how easy it'll be to make like like i don't want to take anything out of the freezer and no. turn the oven on like it's got to be quick right like yes so, another thing i've really enjoyed is like uh, for my son we will make like quesadillas from time to time like for dinner so we always have like whole wheat tortillas on hand but i just think of them as like crepes so like if i'm just really hankering i'll just like dollop a bunch of uh peanut butter and jam on there and just roll it up and eat it like a friggin' taquito or whatever like just shovel it down my mouth (laughs) and it's like not like i know it's not like that sounds great my god like that those first few bites are just the best you're like i'll have two of these you know and then you just feel like shit but in the moment it tastes amazing i find peanut butter to be very underrated as an adult snack like you think of it as like you know i at least i do anyway like a kind of a kid's snack like spread it on some celery or the ants on a log or whatever frogs on a log like but no i'm with you there sometimes just a nice thick (laughs) spread of peanut butter is really really sweet and the thing for me with peanut butter just eating out of the jar with a spoon in your undies post baseball just doesn't get any better (laughs) the the thing for me with peanut butter is like when i came to canada like or even before i came to canada like peanut butter wasn't a thing in the old country (laughs) and so like when i came over here that's not something like my parents like really gave me like i ate other stuff uh and so like as i got older like you know i didn't have that uh sort of um uh i guess like exhaustion with peanut butter that like kids here have because they just get sent to school with pb and j's like for me like <laughs> you know my my peanut butter prime is like right now i'm just <laughs> love peanut butter so goddamn much <laughs> you're just you're just finally hitting your stride i love that oh my, i just it's the best it honestly is i like so for <clears> me <throat> my problem is like we'll get to the end of like a meal or something and i'm packing something into the fridge and I know that it's not going to be there by the time I close my eyes at night. Like, I'm going to put these two slices of pizza in here. <laughs> but I know that I'm coming back. I'm, I'm coming back for cold pizza uh, after base. Like, for sure, for sure. Like, cold uh, takeout does not last in my fridge. You name takeout, pad thai, pizza, pasta. I'll just grab that right out of there. And it drives Megan nuts sometimes. Because I don't know about you guys. My wife and I eat very differently. I'll eat till I'm fit to burst. And she eats and thinks like, oh, I'm going to save this for tomorrow for lunch. This will be really nice. And I can't help myself with cold takeout. So I definitely skull that. And I don't win any brownie points when she shows up in the morning looking for her lunch. And I've already <laughs> eaten it the night Ryan, before. <laughs> are you like me in that? Like it's a leftover that's clearly, clearly like you know, a lunch or a dinner, like, like pad thai. Oh yeah. Like I, I feel like you're the type like me that like, it's like eight 30 in the morning and you forgot it was there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's delicious <laughs> and you're going to dive right into that pad thai for breakfast. For sure. Like, and I don't need it warmed up. Like the only, <laughs> the only exception to having to warm up takeout for me is soups. Like if we got some sort of faux soup or some sort of soup, I got to warm that up. But Almost anything that's takeout, I can just put back cold. No problem. No hesitation. Uh, and then the other one for me is like nostalgia foods. So like, come on, guys. When mom sends back like or dad sent like my dad sent over uh, bacon wrap water chestnuts the other day. 
And he's like, oh, you guys can have this all together. And I was like, no, I'm going to eat this <laughs> tonight before I close my eyes and go to sleep. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, there's no chance anybody else is going to eat this. And then my mom sent like a cheese ball uh, over Easter weekend. And again, like I was sitting there at nine o'clock at night with this cheese ball on my lap. And this just one ball. Oh, just a fist sized ball of cheese and tuna. <laughs> And I can't help myself. Like those nostalgia foods that like make you feel so mm. so good. It's like, yep, I I can't I can't just I can't stand to look at it in the fridge. It's just got to be eaten immediately. I mean, there's there's nothing better than watching Big Rom oh. eat some kind of food out of a fridge door at two in the morning. <laughs> at whether it's a ball party, a ball trip, doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. He's found something and it's delicious. And I, I want to be part of that. It's, it's just, I great. mean, you have a small window, like it's gone. Usually, uh, <laughs> if you catch it, it's like looking at finding a snow leopard. It's like, it's rare. <laughs> yeah. You see take it. your, take your picture, take a look and enjoy, but it's gone before you know it. <laughs> Oh man, have you been watching BBC Earth too recently? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. What about you, Logan? Yeah, I mean the the after baseball for me, especially a late baseball game, is you know it's it's some ungodly hour. I have to work at a few, and uh, whatever is in the fridge is 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 especially if it's presented. There's something about food that is. Whether I've just put it on a plate or a small covering, it, it's toast. <laughs> it just at that hour, couple cigs, couple beers, and you're 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 looking for something to snack on. It's definitely my go-to. That's why we're all so disappointed when Ron doesn't bring the smorgasbord to baseball. There's man, uh, damn we, it, Ron. I, I think I. I at one point had counted. I think it, we had were well over five hundred hot dogs last year. Oh that, my god! Because like it was great. It was awesome. That little barbecue pulling out that greasy grill. Game one. Oh yeah. It's an early game. Game one is just <laughs> hasn't been cleaned all winter. It's. So I mean, nice. it used to be like a Friday thing, you know, and then it became like every early game. And then it was like, ah, you know, it's Monday night. <laughs> Why not cook hot dogs in a dark parking lot till one in the morning? And they get eaten. That's the thing I've noticed. Like every time I come home, it's so like, good. You, like no matter how many there are, like they just get chipped away. Like you probably feel like, oh, we're making too many. Then we don't have the attendance. And then sure enough, like they just get, you know, people are just scavenging. Like you'll have your first one or two, like right off the hop because you're hungry and then as you've had a few more beers, maybe a cigarette, like it's kind of winding down. You see like a leftover dog, you just eat it on its own. It's like, that's the way it goes, man. That hunger is just, I don't know, late night hunger. It's always there. You know who, you know who comes to mind on the, on the team? Like Gilly. Gilly is the quiet assassin for late night hot dogs at the end. Like there's two or three left on the grill. Sure enough, he'll be, <laughs> he'll get in there and polish them off. Just fingering a bear dog. Yeah. Looking around, making sure nobody's judging him. Sounds bun. But I mean, a bun at that point in the night, the bun is just like more work. Like, why? Like, you know, early on, you like kind of want to have the whole uh, <clears throat> setup. You want to throw the ketchup on. But at, like at that point in the night, you're just like trying to get some sustenance here. Like, just, just, just shove the meat down my. My face always <laughs> Franks, you gotta get down you gotta get down to a game for when we got these dogs. Ron go, pulls out all the stops. He does some onions up. No, I came what was it peppers. last year I came for one? Whew. Last year I came for one. You guys have a, a heck of a display with the, the, the tables for the condies, you got the like the new hibach. Like it's just it's no joke. And that's what I miss the most about it, is that not only is it a solid hang and you play some sport, but there there's <laughs> There's like a reward for being out on that friggin' <clears throat> mosquito riddled field, you know. Like there, there, there's something to be. I love. There's something to be to be. Got. I love the surprise on people's faces when they've maybe not, or they're coming out to a game as a spectator or something, and they see this barbecue rollout after with condiments, and it's no joke. You gotta do this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Standard, Ron. 
It's awesome. Oh yeah, the, the game is just one part of the evening. It's really just out <laughs> to the dogs. So it's just it's yeah, just segments like this show almost, just cut up into different segments. I uh, I'm curious, Ron. Like, you think you think our hot dog consumption has increased exponentially as we've gotten older and fatter, like our beer consumption has? Because like I think Steve still gets a little boggled at the fact that we are consuming more beer than the previous year every single year right like it started out with a 2-4 after a game and then it was 30 beers after a game then it's 36 after a game and now like steve's probably scratching his head like do i have to bring 60 beers after a game yeah these are the traditions man i mean what we're going into our what did we say the other day logan like 13th season maybe it's anyway yeah ncb yeah yeah like you know they started small traditions, like you said, Ryan, like each guy, remember, yeah, when each guy was responsible for bringing a case of beer after each game. And then sure enough, you know, six, seven, eight years in, we got Steve Mackey, full-time beer manager now for the team. Carrying the load. He works hard at it. You know how much it's, ice he Yeah, he, he makes all that ice. Steve is doing yo- yeoman's work. And it's, I mean, I think most of us appreciate it. But Steve, if you're listening, shout out to you, man. That is that is great work. And the few times that we've had somebody else have to take it on, they've inevitably just made a mess of it. So it just shows how important that job is. Oh, I I did it twice last summer, and guys were just yeah. giving me the gears. Beers aren't cold enough. What's <laughs> going on here? This cooler sucks. You're a loser. It just it doesn't end. And all those things were true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wasn't arguing. Hey, can I quickly – I got to – just Google the stat here. Can you can you guys guess the last NHL team that was a president's winner to win the Stanley Cup? It happened 10 years ago. Think of great teams 10 years ago. So I thought it was a Tampa team. Led by... Uh, that would have been like uh, Chicago, Chicago? That's right. Bingo. Blackhawks. Isn't that amazing? 10, yeah. 10 years since the best regular season team actually pulled but it out. It's such a gauntlet, right? The, the NHL playoffs are season onto their own and to its own like, yeah nothing's longer than that's why i love watching the playoffs it's second season i feel like hockey's the one one sport where the like the sport that's playing during the regular season the sport you watch in the playoffs is like so remarkably different from a quality standpoint and like uh yeah, like an interest standpoint like baseball is the same to me that like there's nothing really changes but like hockey like it's so serious there's no bullshit like it's just like get to the point, like play really hard, no like way less scrums and like bullshit, way less fighting. It's just like the best guys get to play all the time. It's like, it's just so great to watch. Like I, I, I can't, I can't even put anything up against it. Like that, like really just changes that much from regular season to playoffs and, and just how much the, the, the quality improves. That's a great point. Yeah. So true. I do agree because I find I find watching the regular season tough. I find it slow, and watching playoff hockey is easy. It, it, I don't know whether yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat, but it's it is a faster, better game to watch, to be honest. So, and in a way, like it's sort of yeah. On one hand, you like when you think about it, it is it is an entertainment product, so they're trying to figure out what amount of games they can make money off of and you know i don't i don't have to get into that minutia of that and that's i talk to logan about this sometimes why the nfl is so great it's not even that what the game is is that it's just every game counts for so much more on a weekly basis because there's what 17 regular season games and each one of those matters so much more and if if all the professional sports like especially like hockey and and um uh, uh, basketball and baseball like when not have necessarily but two-thirds of um their total amount of games i think it'll be a better product because guys will be more well rested less injuries uh and the product overall would be strong but you know again i don't want to get into the economics of, of it all but I don't think the owners would go for it. I think they're trying to get more games in the in the sports so they can make. I mean, I'm sure money. you guys will touch more on it in future episodes. But uh, just yeah, touching back on baseball rule changes, uh, I heard something saying that the shorter games might help guys stay healthier. 
like just something little like that, right? And you know, a small change means guys aren't getting hurt, and you're seeing the best players all year long. I mean, baseball. I mean, all professional sports. You're seeing a lot of injuries, right? But just as a total tangent to throw in at the end here. So, I just know from us getting fat and old and eating and drinking too much, but playing baseball is so hard on our bodies, right? Because we're we go from running full speed to sitting on our asses for an extended period of time. If you take a two hour game now, the two and a half hour game now and spread that over four hours or four and a half hours, you're just sitting that much longer before you go out and run around. Like, of course guys are going to get hurt. Uh, so yeah, I don't doubt it, Logan, that you're going to see a lot of, a lot fewer injuries and, and stuff like that. Cause guys just aren't sitting as long. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think Burl, you just, you cued something in my mind there. Like we're, of course we're old, but we're at this point now where like players in the MLB are like retiring at our age. Like even if we, no, oh even God. if you could transport us to a different dimension, we played major league baseball we would be old in major league baseball as it is. And like, there's very few players that are our age, late thirties that can even play at a, at the highest level now in baseball. Like, I don't know. Like it's just, the guys are the end of an era. So to say, I know I miss the guy, the Jamie Moyers and the, and I mean, even Pujols last year, you know, maybe this year, these guys are, they're not, I mean, Pujols had a, had a resurgent yeah. last year, but I, you know, Miggy, I don't think has done much this year. It's just, I, yeah, it's tough. For I, sure. Like I know how my body feels and you got to be in such good shape and take such good care of yourself to do this day in and day out for 165 games or 162 games or more like for playoffs and stuff too. Like it would be a grind and they say baseball is a grind, right? Yeah. It's a huge commitment, man. Like it's, yeah. Like, first of all, it's your job. So, like, your job is to not only, like, perform, but also keep your body in shape. But it's also, like, a super selfish pursuit in a lot of ways because it's just really all about you and your body. And, like, it it doesn't allow for a lot of downtime or time to think about other people if you really want to be great. Um, It's, yeah, like, it just, we don't, all of us, especially, like, the guys, the dads, like, there's just not enough time in the day to, to commit to that. And I'm always blown away by some like i follow sort of the 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 amateur ranks for golf and like some of these guys that are um you know dads that that still somehow play like in in mid-amateur tournaments or some other high level amateur tournaments that are fathers and i was like how do they have enough time in the day to like you know raise their kids do their job but then also like perform at this like super high level those are the guys i really like aspire to be like like how do they put it all together you know it's impressive Branks, i already got you signed up for a couple amateur tournaments this summer so better <laughs> better get on that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there we go yeah gonna be in the oh, professional God. ranks in no time i'll be on the i'll be on the bag for you don't <laughs> I felt I felt way better about myself actually the other day. I saw Daniel Vogelbach. Uh, Vogelbach. <laughs> I saw I saw a highlight of him. I, I saw him stretching a double, and he was out by a mile. The poor guy, like this gigantic rumbling man trying to stretch a, a double off the wall, and he was out by. Burl, I think you're the fourth fastest teams. player on our really men's baseball team. I don't I think felt, you have anything to worry about. It. Ooh. Wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, wait yeah. to... no, no, no. I'm not I... saying for myself. <laughs> I'm not saying who. Yeah. I mean, I think it's four. I, I got him at four. <laughs> that's a that's a high number. That's a. High Didn't number. we do a list of like fastest guys and where everybody ranked the fastest guys, oh, yeah. like of who they thought? Yeah, guys were terribly insulted. <laughs> Should we do it again? Has it been long enough that we can have another list come up? I feel like it was somewhat recent. Yeah, somewhat recent. A, a reset? <laughs> I think it was within the past five years for sure. Yeah, do a barefoot race uh, down some hotel room hallway <laughs> like we're 12-year-old boys at a hockey tournament. One of these, one of these trips that we go on. <laughs> 
I will say hotel rooms, when you were a kid, you never felt faster than running down a hotel room hallway <laughs> screaming past those doors as quickly as you could. Oh, yeah. It's the fastest you've ever been. It's the only place you could get away with it. Couldn't do it at home. Couldn't do it at school. <laughs> no. Let her rip. All right, boys. Should we uh, should we wrap this up? I, I, I have... I have to tell some people to get off my lawn and if you guys are down for it, um, let's, let's take this ride into the sunset. Um, I cannot stand, I can't stand beer snobs and this goes two ways. So like I was out at, uh, ward 14 with some very <laughs> cool people and no, I wasn't with them. They were all present at Ward 14, uh, drinking very fancy and expensive IPAs. And uh, just generally, I hate the judgment from hipster people who are drinking hoppy, strong, incredible, incredibly tasty, flavorful beers. And they tell you that your light beer that you enjoy sucking back six or eight at a time is, is not worthy of them. And then, but it goes also to the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I look at, you know, my dad and some of his buddies, they find their brand, they nail that down to the ground and anything outside of that brand is like, nah, I'm not drinking that swill. And like, my point is if you're over at my place and I offer you a beer and you're a beer drinker, right? Like I'll let, I'll let rum drinkers off the hook. They don't drink beer. They want rum. I'll let vodka drinkers off the hook. They don't want beer. They want vodka. But if you drink beer and I offer you a beer, I'm going in the house. I'm coming out with something that you're going to gag back whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, you can get off my lawn, would you? Ryan, tell us who declined your beer that you offered them and wanted a different beer. Just say it. it I'm, not, I'm not saying it. Uh, but I will say that I don't know if there's any greater insult. Like, imagine your wife. Imagine your wife lays out a nice spread and has some people over and somebody just like slides the plate away. Like what's the reaction at that point? Right? Like the insult, uh, like what you don't eat food. Like, what are we, what are we talking God, about here? I want to know who, I, who insulted you this badly. This is great. Just shake it. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to take this offline. <laughs> well said, bro. Oh man. You, you guys have never, have you guys never experienced anything like this where somebody turned down, a beer because it was either outside their brand or uh or just uh I feel not like, what they were interested in. I feel in. like the, the I I'm more of the experience or had the experience of not necessarily people turning down a beer but like people like scoffing at the notion of like a really strong IPA like they can't drink that at that moment which I kind of get like you if you're not really in the mood for a 7% IPA But you're never going to offer like, that to sure, somebody no, 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 no. I'm just saying I just right out the gate, right? right. You, you wouldn't come out. With no, no. I'm just right, saying so. like, that's, that's the experience I've had where it's like been too strong, but I've never been like giving somebody a light beer, a Miller light or a Coors light. that is like, this is garbage. You know, this is like, you know, well water or something. It's like, what, I, yeah, I what I've encountered before is you give someone a beer. Maybe it's a beer you really like, or, you know, nothing crazy, but it's something they don't like. And then they'll sip on it a little bit. And then it just kind of hangs around for a while. And then at the end of the night, you find it and you realize that it was not consumed. And that to me also is bothersome because I'd rather somebody just say, I don't really like this beer. Or, That's worse. Yeah. 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 Finding the indiscretion after the fact would really be painful because you're like, <laughs> you offered him the beer. They took the beer. They clearly didn't like it, didn't want to tell you. And then after the fact, you find the evidence of, you know, on, on like, yeah, like what do we call a fallen soldier? Like the unfinished beer. Like, I mean, odds are I still mind swept that beer and then drank it lukewarm, whatever <laughs> that hour was. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it as much as I would have if it was cold and fresh. As you should. Like, like let's, let's look at the other side here. Of course. Like if that happens and you're, you, you take a sip of that beer, you're polite, you take your buddy's beer, and it's awful, you can't drink it. Are you are you going to the bathroom to dump that out, or are you going to leave it there like that? Like, what's... 
I mean, What's if it's play? me, I'm going to slug it back. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to muscle through. Uh, Cause there, I mean, no, but, I've consumed beer that I dislike and I have poured yeah. out a beer that I've bought myself to try and said, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to stomach this. But yeah, if it was given to me as a, as a guest, I would, I would definitely slug it back. But if you can't, are you walking over to the kitchen <laughs> <before that? laughs> I think you have to. I, I agree. I mean, if there's over 50 people at the party, yes, maybe. Sure. <laughs> if you can sneak off on a mandate to make one of your beers of your 24 beers disappear. Whoa, you know? that's <laughs> another controversial topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I chose the wrong brand one year, but I still didn't finish the 24 anyways that year. Yeah. That's another another topic for another day. Gentlemen, what an episode. Like, Logan, thank you so much for joining us. This has been just an absolute treat having you on here with us. Branko and Ron, you guys crushing it again. This has been an absolute blast. <laughs> guys? I Just one last thing. I'd just like to th- say thank you. I really appreciate the invite, and uh, this has been really fun. You guys are great. Awesome. Glad you liked it. Gentlemen, I think we should do this again. A hundred percent. Can't wait for the next one, bro. Love you, boys. All right. If you're listening, we'll uh, we'll see you all, or you know, speak to you all in a month. And thank you for joining us yet again for episode two. And that's uh, that's it from the Grasscutter Social Club. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. We hope you like what the Grasscutter Social Club is putting out there. We can't wait to see you guys again in about a month with a new inductee to the Grasscutter Social Club. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast for any future updates, and share with your friends who you think might also enjoy our pod. If you want to follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram at Grasscutter Social Club. Cheers, and until next time, take care.